you and me used to be together every day together always I really feel like I'm losing my best friend I can't believe this could be the end it looks as though you're letting go and if it's real well I don't want to know don't speak, you know just what you're saying So please stop explaining Don't tell me cause it hurts I'm Joshua Lappin Bertoni and I approve this message Hello, um, voters of the podcast world When you're voting for Podcast of the Year this November Vote for us, thebatmanuniverse.net And our many other great Batman podcasts Including the Gotham Chronicle with me, Joshua Lappin Bertoni, and my running mate. This is Donovan Morgan Grant. So remember, when you have the vote for which website has the most Batman podcasts, vote for us and not Spider-Man Crawl Space. They've never had a Batman podcast in their lives. <laughs> not once, not never. No never. Yeah. Yeah. So this week we're going to be taking a look at this week we're going to be taking a look at the Gotham episode. New Day Rises, but is it a new day for Gordon? Because he has a suicide spell stuck in his head, which is causing him to want to, you know, step in front of moving vehicles, possibly jump off of buildings, tell his ex-girlfriend that he's not sorry for abandoning her. Oh, wait, that's because he's a jerk and it has nothing to do with the whole, you know, suicide wish thing, you know? So can Gordon find the Mad Hatter without killing himself? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, you know... Selena is having adventures with Bruce Riley, but Sokla Blue? What if it's not really Bruce, but it's Bruce Riley? Like I just said one sentence ago. Well, yeah, Selena finds that out. <laughs> and, uh, that, 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 that's not stop her from kissing him, or, or him from kissing her. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, the Penguin is about to win mayor. There's just one problem. He doesn't believe in himself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can Riddler cause Penguin to believe in himself? And will Butch get jealous? Probably. Yes. (laughs) So, this week in Gotham, which plotline should we tackle first, you know? And uh, um, um, full disclosure, folks, this is actually our second time recording this episode. We recorded this um, a few days ago, but, um, um, you know, crooked, you know... uh, our, our crooked <laughs> opponents from the um, from the other political party, you know, came in and destroyed the tapes, you know, Richard Nixon style. Our microphone was broken. Yeah, yeah, our microphone was broken. Yeah, sometimes you just have to grab them by the laptops. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we won't let them get away with this, you know. We, you know, we knew that um, our uh, we people our, were looking into it. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, you know what? With all this talk, let, let's do the election plotline first. So uh, let's do it. Uh, you had told me, you know, um, on the last recording, um, and and I think over the phone that you were surprised that like we immediately got the results for the mayor race, and uh, that this wasn't dragged out like a little longer, which did kind of surprise me too. But I guess like after the whole Galavan thing last season, I'm wondering if we needed, you know. It, if it would have felt redundant to have like more episodes of oh now he's campaigning no now Butch is like phone banking and like stuff like that, like well, if yeah, it's it is, more prudent it, to get to the point. 
Well, it is weird for one episode saying, I have an idea, let me go be mayor. And then, like, you know, after the commercial break, he has 100 people already working for him. And in the next episode, he's mayor. Spoilers. Um, I mean, I agree that, like, because the Galahad thing, that was at least, like, three episodes. Um, but I wonder, eh, you know, it doesn't really bother me. I just think it was, it was very, very fast. I really like the plot in this episode the best because uh, I thought it was an interesting idea that Riddler legitimately wanted his friend to win and win clean. And Penguin basically acted like a baby and a child throughout the whole thing. He was like, they can tell me why Give me one good reason why I should not kill you. Because there's a hundred witnesses. I don't care. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like in that restaurant with, you know, like Bing Bong last week, you know, like, or <laughs> actually these are kind of blending together. Did he meet with Bing Bong in the restaurant last week or the week before? Or, uh, it was last, it was, a, it was a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, my biggest takeaway from that plot line was honestly, you know, we've been arguing. I wouldn't even say arguing. We've been like pondering what the power dynamic between him and Butch is like, if they're partners or if Butch is basically his henchman again. Yeah. In this episode, like, pretty much, you know, Penguin is ordering Butch around. Like, Butch is back, like, you know, being, you know, um, um, basically what he would be if you took the U out of his name and replaced it with an I. He's uh, <laughs> he, he's back to that, and uh, like, and and he seems like legitimately like upset that like Penguin's listening to Riddler and not him, and he's like, you know, <laughs> almost in tears at the end. Well, the only thing I would add to that is that like it seems that he still has his like his clout in the underworld. Like you know, trust me, boys, when Penguin's the mayor, we'll run this city to Butch, hip hip hooray! So like, it seems like like he's still generally speaking a dog, but like he's definitely Butch or Penguin's like you know. Uh, petty side, like, like petty sidekick. And, um, I thought it was an interesting idea to pit him and Riddler against each other, because to me, it kind of signals a potential Death of Bush storyline that's coming. I'm not sure, but, uh, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I'd be, I, I said before, I'd be sad if Bush would die, because he, he has, like, slowly grown on me from, like, not even, like, realizing that he was a character until, like, halfway through the first season, but Sakwa Blue, he's been there since the pilot. And, like, he slowly, like, you know, had his own things going on. And I think it is important for prequel shows to have original characters because it goes back to that whole, like, you know, I said this at one point in the show before, too. And, like, it's like when I watch, like, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, it's like, oh, no, are they going to figure out that Anakin and Padme are married? Well, no, they're not because they don't know until Revenge of the Sith. They're like, oh, no, are they going to discover that, like, you know, the Chancellor is really, you know, Darth Sidious? Nope. Or will this character die? Probably not. Will this character in, in this sh- like in this with, show? With Butch, how many there's, pa- there's enough up in the air? So in this show, how many uh, characters are up for grabs in terms of dying? Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you'll do a thing like you'll kill a Sarah Essen, so you think anyone could die, but we know they're not going to kill or, or Maroni. Yeah, right. They're not going to kill Gordon. You know, cut to like next week. Like Gordon dies, surprise, and like the new like lead character of the show is. Uh, Gordon's cousin from, you know, uh, like, California. Um, Michael Atkins or somebody. So, like, how many characters are up for grabs? Like, they're not going to kill Catwoman or Bruce. I mean, I guess they could, but, like, you know, I kind of doubt it. But, what was the point? But, but there's more things that could happen to a character than, like, dying. It's not, like, just the tension of if they're going to die or not. It's, like, what turns... Like, we know that Bruce Wayne's not going to become, like, you know a criminal underworld king or Alfred's not going to be revealed to be like the killer of the Wayne. Oh, look what they did at Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gordon is a bounty hunter. Like there's certain like things that we know will happen to certain characters and like we know where they'll end up. So it is nice when you have a character like Butch 
who is kind of have like an open slate. Like I would like a few more original characters on Gotham, but not like at the expense of, you know, some of the existing, I want it done in a certain way. Like, I don't just want them to introduce like six new people next week. You know what I mean? Well, well, this this is what I want to say. Like, like, like we have Butch, we have Barnes, we have, um, honestly, for all intents and purposes, Barbara Keen, because she's not really from the comics. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Tigress, nobody really cares. Like, other than those characters, like everyone else is like from the. Co- from, like, I, I do have to clarify. Barbara Keen is from the comics, and, and Donovan does know this. I just don't want some angry person to like write an email or comment. Like <laughs> typical Batman universe. Don't. Yes, we know she's from the comics, but like they pretty much like made her into like a completely like different character than like who she was in the comics. A completely different character because because I, and I, I agree that like you know people can die. They did kill off Sarah Essen. Uh, differently than she died in the comics. Uh, Sal Maroney died differently in the comics, like, earlier than you would imagine. <laughs> Sarah Boy. S. and Lily died exactly as she did in the comics, actually. Killed with, kill with the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Unless Jerome's not the Joker. I don't know, like, did it's they reanimate him in Indian Hill? Possibly? Oh, he, he was in, like, one of uh, uh, Galavan's, like, like, cloning tubes, so I'm expecting him to come back. I think, they, I think producers literally said, like, you know, they are actually thinking about ways to bring him back, because they can't help themselves. Um... <laughs> But I, but I, I agree with you. I like Butch. I don't necessarily want to see him die. I like his character. He's, I think he's well acted. I think he did a good job in this episode. But it, it would kind of like you know make things dramatic and up the stakes. Like you know, would, would Penguin be upset? Like so Penguin, he immediately Penguin turned on Butch. Penguin does not care about Butch at all. Like when has he shown Butch like any respect or concern? Like ah, oh, Butch, you're in love with Tigress. How embarrassing! Or like ah, oh, Butch, like you know, I still need someone to mash skulls for me. It's never yeah, like. Uh, it's never it, like. It's, thank you, Butch, for believing in me. You, you didn't believe in me, Butch. Yeah, that, it, 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 I, I like the the plot journey. I, I kind of didn't like how childish Robin Lord Taylor played the penguin. Like he sounded, like, he literally sounded like, like a little baby. Uh, like like switching from one person to another. But like, I guess that's the point of the character. Um, I did like the scene a lot when uh, little girls like, you know, Penguin, you're my hero. And then, like, I, I, then, like, Riddler pays her off. And it's like, this is how easily you can be bought. And then, uh, we talked about this originally. Uh, if it was, it was a potential, like, you know, love triangle, like, like, legitimately, like, like, cause this, what is, what, what is worthless to one, but prices to two people? Love. And I thought, are they gonna kiss? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and on the episode that, you know, that, that crooked Hillary and crooked Trump, like, deleted for us. <laughs> just, just, just to show that we're, bi- just to show that we're bipartisan. Straight up said crooked Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> just to show that we're bipartisan, you know, both of them did it. Um, in the episode that we did, like, we speculated, like, like, wait, if they kiss, like, can you imagine? That would make, like, headlines all around the world. Like, on on Gotham Tonight, like, the Riddler and the Penguin totally, like, made out. That would be, like... <laughs> and and, well, it, and it, said the would, previous yeah. week on the podcast that, like, ultimately, Penguin's been so asexual, I almost would not want them to make him gay because every single gay character on the show has been evil, and that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Except for Renee Montoya. She was just, like, a crooked cop, but, like... But they got, they, they got rid of her... <laughs> Yeah, like, we don't have any, like, gay characters on the show who, like, haven't committed murder, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm actually, like, bad struggling pattern. to think now. I can't think of anybody. Well, yeah, even, wasn't Penguin's, I think they insinuated that Penguin's stepbrother was gay, but, like, you know, he, like, was in the... He was, he was bad. Yeah, like... <laughs> 
then again, even <laughs> to be fair, even the straight people have committed murder on this show. Like uh, Bruce Wayne, I know you argue. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. He, he stood by as Reggie fell out the window, and then he said, "A fitting end for his kind." Yeah, this is no. <laughs> um, if Bruce ever says that, right now. when someone falls to their death, I will say, "Well done, Gotham. Good Easter egg." Uh, there's another Easter egg later on, but I'll, I'll get to what that. If, like, um, what if they do an episode where um, he gets hit on the head, or like put, a, or like he gets like red kryptonite or something? So as a result, he. <laughs> so as a result, what? everything that he says is like Golden Age Batman dialogue. He's like a fitting for his kind. Then he grabs Selena and now come here or Papa Bank. Like, <laughs> no, Bruce. Carmen making Nova is like like has flashbacks of Comic Con with you. <laughs> Listeners, I didn't say that to Cameron Beaconjove. I just showed her the comic book, and she said, what? That? <laughs> she, like, she was horrified. She said, Batman, no. <laughs> like, Oh, God. Oh, God. And then probably, like, went backstage and, like, told Davi Mazel, like, you, I thought you were a different kid, but you're just like all the others. What are you talking about? <laughs> and why are you calling me kid? The cameras aren't even rolling. Cameron, we're not on camera right now. <laughs> My parents weren't even born when that comic came out. You can't, like, surely blame me. <laughs> I'm assuming grandparents his, probably weren't even born. Uh, his grandparents were probably born. It was 1940. Not that long ago. Like I suppose. I mean, it's possible um, his grandparents were independents, but before we go down the Mazow's, like you know, family tree, we were talking about Riddler and Penguin making out. Um, if it wasn't for the <laughs> fact that every gay character on the show was evil, that would be an interesting thing to do. Just because, like, it would like it would give the show some interesting buzz. And when has the Riddler ever shown like you know like like intense? I mean, I'm sure they have Ms. Kringle history, but oh yeah, but like who cares? I mean, like I feel that like he and Two Face were pretty gay know, for each other in Batman Forever. They were. Uh, I, yeah, I I I just straight up like don't care, and like uh, you know I'm not I'm not saying this because the actor uh, of uh, Robin Lord Taylor is gay, but like the characters themselves are weirdly into each other. Like, I know it's supposed to be a friendship, but because of the, their evils, it's kind of weird the way that, that it kind of comes off. And in this episode, it was particularly gay. <laughs> but, you know, it's all good. I, I, it's just an interesting observation that it could, they could go down, a road they could take. Yeah. Um, and and you had said to me before, off mic, that, like, you know, someone needs to, like, ask Drew Powell or the writers, you know, just why is, like, Butch with Penguin after everything they've been through together? Yeah, I mean, we've outlined, I think in the season premiere, you know, what their deal was in last season, but now it's legitimately, like, like Drew Powell, like, or Butch almost enjoys being, you know, Penguin's bitch. And I, I don't know where that came from because he was upset with him one episode, then the next episode he wasn't. He's like, all right, we're going to kill Galavan and then we're done. And you're speculating like, like the thrill of murder gave him you know a newfound sense of appreciation. I, I, I joked about that, that like they're walking away from Wayne Manor and they're like, maybe it's the fact that we just blew up a man. Maybe it's the night there. But you're okay. <laughs> Let's be friends. Because in this episode, he jokes about his hand. He's like, you know, I know this city like the back of my hand. Eh? Eh? Because it's gone? And it's just like... Eh. <laughs> Uh, do, you, do you not mind that anymore? Well, and, you know, for all of Penguin's, like, anger, like, he killed my mother, like, you know, Butch was involved in that. Like, Butch was, Butch didn't, like, you know. I, I still don't really blame Butch for anything like that, because it wasn't like he. Butch, Butch was a himself. part of that trap. And that trap, and the conclusion of that trap was, like, the death of Penguin's mom. And, like, Butch was there, and, like, you know, and had a chance to, like, stop, like, the mother murder, but he didn't, so. 
and he was working with them. So, I mean, I would say Butch is like, if there was a trial for the murder of Gertrude Kubelput, first of all, you know, I wouldn't sentence anyone to anything because <laughs> that character was annoying. I'd be like, you know, you're all sentenced to like, you know, to five minutes in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Like, you know, the person from the 60s show where, like, they're, like, you know, having a hammer and sickle and smashing rocks. Until, like, <laughs> these, um, out. yeah, these aren't regulation. Take these ones. Uh, <laughs> by the way, listeners, if you need something to do, watch uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders with Adam West and Burt Ward, because it is hilarious. Like, <laughs> it's the best Batman movie that's come out this year. And yes... I'm aware that like I'm, I'm aware that we had that we had two movies with Batman in them this year, Suicide Squad and BBS. This is better than both of them. <laughs> trust, and Killing Joke. Trust. Oh yeah, and Killing Joke. This, this is better than Killing Joke. <laughs> Although, <laughs> riddle me this: What do this movie and Killing Joke have in common? Both involve Commissioner Gordon being forced to strip. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Want to know how? See Return of the Cape Crusaders. Um, but uh, how did we? Oh yeah, we we're talking about jail. Yeah, the murder of. If there was a trial for the murder of Gertrude Cobblepot, I'm sure that like Butch would be like you know, uh, sentenced with like assisted. You know, it's like as conspiracy to or like assistant. You know. You know, I was I was watching again. I don't really remember. I know that he like he, hey she's over here Penguin. Let's let her out and then like like Tiger stabbed her. But I don't remember how well, that worked like, out where, like, he's was pretend- Butch was pretending to still work with Penguin. And then when, like, the traps were revealed, he's like, Butch, get them. And Butch is like, nah, I'm cool. Right. Butch, Butch, why aren't you doing what I'm telling you to do? It's like, oh, we, like, you know, figured out what his, like, secret, like, word to break we him out of. We uh, his mind-controlling months ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Butch was pretending to still work with Penguin. And Butch knew, like, what was going to happen when they went down there. So, I mean... <laughs> But now they're the best of friends. Yeah, now, now they're best buddies. I mean, and Penguin was lobotomized, <laughs> and he tart, you know, and I don't know. It's weird. People are, I mean, remember on Smallville, Lionel Luther, you know, Smallville, you know, count one of the episodes. Like, remember on Smallville, like, Lionel Luther had Thanksgiving dinner with, like, the Kents at one point. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess Butch and Penguin can, you know, like, be pals. Maybe that'll teach us something about forgiveness. Um, but, but the question is, like, 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 what will happen now that the Riddler has, you know, kind of muscled in? There isn't a lot of room for, like, you know, Penguin to have two partners on the show. So, yeah, there'll probably be a rivalry. And, yeah, Butch might not make it out of that alive because Riddler um, is always a what few steps ahead if, of everyone. What if he joins Barbara and Tigress and it comes, like, a, a gang war? Like Riddler and Penguin versus that, Tigress that, that, and Butch. That and could be Barbara. interesting, um, especially because he's, you know, still thirsty for Tigress. Um, oh, man, is he ever? I really don't think Barbara's doing, like, Crime Lord stuff. She just owns a nightclub that I guess has, like, criminal ties. But, but I mean. I, she technically isn't, but she's clearly evil. Like, like, like I, in this episode. We saw it in this episode, didn't we? Yeah, because there was that moment that you really liked between her and Jim where, like, he's like. Uh, do you have the Mad Hatter's number? Ooh. <laughs> like, and, 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 uh, Aaron Richards told me about this line at Comic Con. She said that, like, at one point, you know, she says, you come to me so much, it's almost like we're married. But, uh, she said it in her British accent, which was like, <laughs> she's so good at her American does that, voice. Does that, that offend you? <laughs> you? You forget. Say what? Does that offend you? No. No, I'm, I'm just noting that, like, you know, I finally got to hear the line as, like, it was intended. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> in any case, it, it's just interesting, like that she's like you can't tell that like she's fake. She's she's faking an accent like in the show because she's that kind of an actress and linguist. Absolutely. Now, you she, always she, were she, kind she, of she's a really James. She, who? She really does have a very good American accent. I never, I never hear her slipping. So she's quite good. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, you like that scene with Barbie, you know, and her just like toying with Jim, and uh, and she says, "You didn't even acknowledge me last week." And I was like, "Yeah, there was that weird moment last week where like he kind of like shows up to like to the um bar and like and sees her, and they kind of like look at each other but don't acknowledge each other." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that's like really casual for these two people who have been at war with each other for a while." But okay. Well, he's 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 on uh, Love Interest number three now, so like she's old news. Yeah, well, who who hasn't shown up for like a week or two? But I guess you know, speaking of love interest, um, I loved kind of the evolution of his relationship with Lee. Whereas last week we got the awkward reunion, which which did feel very really really real, really real. Yeah. Wow, that's redundant. Which felt uh, real, and this week Authentic. we kind of had her like finally unlimited on him. Say what? Authentic. Yeah, and this week we had him, you know. Her kind of unloading on him, which they didn't reference the miscarriage again, but I'm wondering now if the writers, you know, don't want to make a, a mother of a newborn talk about losing a baby because that might be, you know, hard on the actress. But she alludes to she alludes to everything else. She's like, I was alone. I was this. Uh, isn't there something you want to say? Uh, the past is the past. Uh, do you get what you deserve? The love you make is equal to the love you take. <laughs> don't speak you notice what you're saying <laughs> so please stop explaining don't tell me God. <laughs> it really hurts my voice to like to sing the no doubt song in the Gordon voice by the way <laughs> my throat's killing me I don't know how Ben McKenzie does it <laughs> I still maintain you should put those those interviews on, on the feed because I, I, it's funny hearing him talk about his, accent, or his uh, uh, voice yeah. oh I had to ask him but and, and then at the end he you know he does apologize but I <laughs> I was I was mad at him, and the show like wasn't portraying him as like being right. Well, like, it's like, oh, dude, come on. He's like, don't you have anything to say? Uh, no, no, I don't care because I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm an alpha bro, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's an alpha dog. <laughs> I mean, I kind of find it kind of wearing how this show insists on making Jim, you know, just about as a unearthly, unlikable. Like, I mean, I don't know why the show insists on doing that. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's been far. It's been way too long since he's added anything like Jim Gordon, but like, this is actually like, you know, when she says, don't you have anything to say? If I were him, I would say, believe me, I went up to the door and you were with, and I understand he was But he still waited like, you know, months before doing it. Like, he waited so long that we, that we literally had like a running gag on the show. Like, why doesn't he call Lee? Such a running gag that when we did that, you know, Monster Men song parody, there's actually a line in the song saying, why doesn't Jim just call Lee? Like, it wasn't like we wrote that or anything. <laughs> like, like but, but, we, we didn't write that knowing that this would happen this season. Like, we were asking, like, each week, like, okay, week, you know, like, five, why hasn't Jim called Lee yet? Because it was, you know, I'll but, do it after this. And, I, and, I, after- and I, guess, I guess I guess, it was a cam coming up with an excuses because he was embarrassed. But, like, when she says, what's what's wrong with you? Don't even need to say for yourself. I wouldn't just sit there and, like, have her feel that I hated her or didn't care about her because – that doesn't. I don't know. He's embarrassed. I mean, he he doesn't have anything to say for himself. He stayed away. Like Strange even asked him about that last season. He's like, "Why haven't you called Lee?" When he was like <laughs> hypnotized, he's like, 
and he talked in a normal voice because like uh, the hypnotism made him like more relaxed. He's like, I felt guilty. Like it was my fault that she lost the baby, and that she said that I should stay away from her. Good. No. But she, but, she, but she didn't really lose the baby, didn't she? You're lying to Bertoni, aren't you? <laughs> It'll be like season 10, and I'll be like, I still want to know what the deal is with the baby. <laughs> or like... <laughs> that was canceled, and you still want to ask that. <laughs> or like... Or or we find out that, like, the baby's, like, alive, and, like, she's like, meet James Gordon Jr. I'll be like, that's not his baby. She's lying. That that's or like that's not a real baby or that's the baby from American um Goodbye baby on the treetop. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Gordon, you do realize that you're rocking a baby doll and not a live baby, don't you? Of course I do, Alfred. I know about childcare. Uh, but Lee doesn't. <laughs> Lee thinks that this baby's real, and according to the sitcom hypnotist, if we tell her that it's not, <laughs> she'll go into a state of shock. So we all have to play along because Gotham's become <laughs> like a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 when she says, you know, there's a difference between moving on and letting go. That helps him break the spell of of, of the Mad Hatter, which I guess we're going to get into. Yeah, I was saying, I mean, that would be the natural progression, which is his thing with Matt Hatter, which I didn't much care about. And, okay, Alice died in a very Gotham way where, like, you know, she, like, sense. falls and is, like, and is like impaled. And because it's Gotham and we have to be, like, horrified and grossed out, she alludes to incest with her brother. Um, and we got uh, I, 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 I want to get into this. Who, I, 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 I wanna, because, because there's that, it's all, you know, like, like, Alice, I love you. No, you're sick. And... As I said before, he doesn't push her. She doesn't like trip. She just like all of a sudden, like the next shot, it just jumps off the thing. Like, like it's like, no, you killed her, which no one did. No one killed her. No one killed her. Uh, she, she, the, the script killed her. And like, I thought that was just, you know, if, if you're gonna kill her, <laughs> at least make it believable that like like something happened to her. But like, it was very, 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 very contrived, and that sucked, and I hated it. <clears throat> well, in her blood, like, that's like, I guess, like, that happened before Indian Hill, according to, like, what, you know, what she uh, said, she, yeah. Like, w- was being told to Gordon. Yeah, so she, that's weird, too. Like, how did that happen? You she know? moved from Central City. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, well, when I was a little girl in Kansas, there was a meteor shower, and I touched this glowing ring, green rock. Oh, that explains it. And then I went to Central City, and this particle accelerator exploded. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I see. And then Thomas Wayne took me to Indian Hill, where he, where Professor Strange did some experiments on me. And well, here we are. To which, you know, I say for another week in the row, like I regret ever like wanting them to follow up on that Indian Hill plot line because this has been one of the stupidest like things ever. And now, um, <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Indian Hill so much. I, I really do. Like, <sighs> because the basic question, like, what exactly is Thomas Wayne doing? Like, like, legitimately, like, like, like how? Because only an idiot would do this kind of. It's like strange, sure. Thomas Wayne, well, and it's what? like, and it, and it's an excuse for these like weird magic powers, like you know, blood that turns people evil, and uh, and Stegosaurus men, and like carry on. Like, I never thought I'd say this, but I miss the kaleidoscope serial killer and balloon man. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. 
I mean, those were more Gotham, you know, plots than like, and the problem wasn't Balloon Man and Kaleidoscope Killer. It, it was, it was just that the episodes were still like, you know, it wasn't who the villains were. It was just that the show was still trying to find its footing with like the writing and stuff. It still is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and now, you know, the blood, you know, touch Barnes, so Barnes is going to be evil, which makes me sad for him because, you know, I like Barnes. And I liked in this episode how even though he's called Gordon on his stuff, which we've, like, applauded him for because somebody aside from us has to, I d- it was nice to see that he still had some affection for Gordon and concern for him because it would be old if, like, all he did was yell at Gordon, like, where's my rent? I mean, what are you doing here? You're fired. Well, I mean, it shows that he's a he's a three dimensional character. That, like you know, like like you know, son, like you know, we we may really not like each other, but I don't want any harm to come to you. And of course, you know, Gordon has to be like you know an inconsolable ass. So, uh, but but yeah, I, I mean, I guess like you know, now that like at the very end when the blood exists in his eye, he's like, no, this <laughs> my mutation disease. And he goes like the Hulk or something. I don't know. I'm concerned of that, and now we're going to have, like, you know, red kryptonite barns, you know, because, like, this show can't actually have, like, you know, Gotham stuff. It has to be, like, you know, magic powers and super science. That's been the Silver Age. Mad Hatter, is he going to be in this next episode? Um, I have to look at the guest star list again, um, which we'll do, I guess, on the next week on Gotham thing, but I do know from, like, reading ahead to the next, like, four or five solicitations that, like, He's not going anywhere for a little while, no. which is, um, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Gordon will be like, Ken, Ken, can you cure my best buddy Barnes? I can't. <laughs> there is no cure. There is no antidote. How does he know that? <laughs> I'm an expert in biology. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, you can't be mad at the show for, like, a hypothetical scenario that I just made up. Like, <laughs> I can try. <laughs> Cut to, like, next week where, like, that's the exact dialogue. Ah, whatever. Um, what else? Bruce Riley? Uh, Oh, yes, Bruce Riley. Um, we're... (laughs) Uh, I... I was worried when that wrapped up that, like, oh, are we just gonna, like, resolve the clone storyline right here without, like, revealing what this was all about and what the answer is? But I guess not, because he's, uh, with that Court of Owls lady whose name is Catherine, so... Uh, maybe we will get our answers after all. Um, and I did not buy, and you know, I disagree with this originally, that how fast Selena knew that he was like not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I think that there was enough time that they spent together where her saying that wasn't completely out of bounds and... It does annoy me that whenever there's, like, a body-swapping storyline, particularly Superior Spider-Man, where, like, everyone's like, uh, how come these people don't notice that, you know, it's a body-swapper? Because if you know someone and they're acting out of character, you don't automatically say, like, obviously their bodies have been swapped. And this is when, you know, like, people on, like... I mean, I'll say, you know, people on the crawl space message board, I don't care, you know, will say, but Josh, you know, they live in a world with, you know, mutants and stuff like this happening all the well, time. B- b- so surely before, they'll Before suspect. we start, like, just straight up talking about Spider-Man, I mean, like, to me, it was, it was, like, like you say, why does she think that he wasn't Bruce Wayne, like, he didn't have a memory lapse or whatever? Because, like, she said, you're not Bruce Wayne. And I didn't think that he was so suspicious that she would reach that conclusion. I think it was just enough stuff that happened over time. That, like, by the time, like, she said, like, you're not Bruce, it was more of an instinctual thing. 
And then, like, when he didn't immediately deny it, that kind of, like, confirmed it. That was kind of shoddy writing for her to reset. If she said, there's something strange, what's going on, and then he confessed everything, that would be one thing. But her saying, you are not Bruce Wayne. She immediately said there's something strange, like, the previous night when he showed up in the car, like, you're acting different. So, like, she caught that right away. And then, like, they're spending, like, and that's, like, the night before. And then they're spending a lot of time together. And in that time, like... She's like, hey, remember Sonny Gilzine from season two? What do you mean season two? You know, of Gotham. <laughs> the city that we're in. Like, so like, and he doesn't know that, which, you know, that's not the smoking. He doesn't know they're on like, a show. When you add all together, when you, when you add all together, there's that. And then when he saves her from those like people and he does like ninja kung fu, which he's never been able to do before. And then like, so like those three things together. And then the scars, and then the fact that, like, you know, she knows that, like, crazy shenanigans have been going on. Like, she was in Indian Hill, and she was, like, part of Fish's gang. So, like, with all that stuff put together, it's enough for her not to, like, you know, reach the conclusion, like, a murder trial or something. But enough that, like, if the words come out of her mouth, wait, you're not Bruce, it's not completely out of nowhere. Like... It's not just the Sunny Gilzine thing. Remember, she saw him do, like, ninja kung fu moves. So there's also that. Um, I mean, I, 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 I get – this is like the Arthur Reeves session we had where, like, I think – I understand what you're saying. I just come oh, down God. to a different discussion, <laughs> which I, I explicitly reference in the, the latest episode of the comic film review. Uh, check it out. But um, uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention – I don't think I mentioned this originally – when she was like infiltrating that bar, and they're like, you know, we have penalties for stealing, and the guy's like, that's right, boss. Like, I'm like, is every single character in Gotham evil? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know that, like, yeah. you know, it's Gotham. Don't you know the penalty for stealing? And then Bruce comes in, oh, kind <laughs> sir, you found my. Sister. I kind of set you up for that. <laughs> <laughs> you did, like. She said she knew the <laughs> She thinks the monster is the They don't have a <laughs> But no harm done. Uh, <laughs> stop, Steve. It's my watermelons. <laughs> yeah, but, um, um, I don't know. It was, it was just like, whole, like, you know, like, when that guy literally said, we sure do, boss. Like, it's just like, I can't, sh- sh- shut up. And, man, I don't like these writers. By the way, I have never called, like, anybody boss at all, including, like, my actual boss at work. I call them, like, you know, by their, like, last name, if it's super formal, or their first name, if we have a comfortable relationship. I never say, way to go, boss, because, like... You're not a henchman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always done it, like, ironically, like, not seriously, because, I don't know. Um, uh, but, like, I, I, that, that, that annoyed me, um... I actually, I honestly, and I, and I hate to say this, because, you know, I don't like picking on the younger actors. I kind of thought that, like, Cameron Beacon Dover, while she's been very good generally throughout the show and the season, I thought that she was kind of stiff in this episode. Like, the whole, like, when Bruce kisses her, she kind of just, like, stares at him. Like, there's no real, like, reaction. She kind of she just has it. She stares at him because, like, it's, she knows he's, like, a weird clone at this point, and she's kind of weirded out. Um, by, like, this, like, thing wanting to kiss her. Like, <laughs> Clones are people, too. <laughs> I did love, I know we were about to get to this, I did love the whole, like, you know, when Alfred and Bruce are here back at the, the, the Batcave. Oh, another, another hottie boy. <laughs> came after me. You can say that again, you know, Alfred. There's just there's one just problem. One, you know, there's just one lingering plot thread. Oh, yes, the Court of Owls, who hired this person, you know, why they grew Bruce. Well, no, why did Selena kiss him? Ah, oh, screw this, I'm out, I'm out. And, like, not only did, like, you know, 
he did he walk off like you know the um the, out of the room. The actor actually walked off, <laughs> drove into his We're car, to, and like UK. drove out of like out of this out of like you know the state. Like he was so disgusted. Uh, <laughs> he walked off set that day. Danny Cannon, I'm out of here. You'll hear from my agent. But um, I I, I love. Uh, <laughs> Who are we gonna get to play Alfred now? And then Donald Logue's like, yeah. <laughs> or the guy who played Harvey Dent. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like you know you're still paying me. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm not sure if he's still like billed as a series regular now. Yeah, I'm not, I've never. I, don't, I doubt it. Um, I did love you know when Dobby was like you know do you think she knew it was me or did she think that she thought it was me? I bet she thought it was me because I'm, I'm a boss. Wait, that that was like such a good line. He says, "I bet it's because she's me because the smugness, the teenage and smugness. like the self." And like the proud, like the self, like gra- gra- like grandizing in his voice, like that's that one of my favorite awesome. Bruce moments. Like, <laughs> easily, easily like, one of my favorite. I, I, Bruce I, I, you told so me that before like, I saw like, it, and I, and I saw he, it, and I laughed out loud. He, he, he played that scene with self satisfaction, so I did enjoy <laughs> that. That was a new day rising. Next week's episode is called "Anything for You." Riddler and Penguin go on their first date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Riddler and Penguin go on their first date, but will Butch ruin it with a surprise pregnancy? <laughs> There's just you know? one problem. <laughs> Thompson and Baxter are there meanwhile, too. It turns out, meanwhile, Bruce, Bruce and Fives go to you know, <laughs> go to the local go to Pop chocolate go, shop. You go to see where. Go go to see go to see where Santa <laughs> to find out who's the real Bruce and who's the re- isn't. But what happens when they find out that both of them are the clones? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Wayne side. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even more. Meanwhile, you know, when Gordon's apartment explodes, he's forced to become a homeless cop once again. Well, he ruled the streets like he did last time <laughs> on the, on, in the gutters. Yeah. In need in need of a place to stay, he immediately proposes to Valerie Vale since like he's been mooching off of every single fiance so far. When Valerie Vale laughs on his face, Gordon will have to seduce another female love, love interest. Will Tabitha t- take him in? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enter, enter Julie Madison. You know, like Hollywood starlet. <laughs> Can Gordon win her over before before bedtime? <laughs> it's almost nine o'clock. Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> marry? <laughs> I need a green card. <laughs> we've we've lost this podcast. We've lost our minds. <laughs> I need a green card to, to have a place to sleep. <laughs> but this doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, Gordon's first, Penguin's first act as mayor, you know, after his, like, date is wrong, <laughs> is to build a, is to build a wall around Gotham. Uh, do we want to mention that? Man. We did it last time, that, like, there's a direct reference to uh, 2016 politics with the whole... Yeah, the whole make Gotham safe again, that's like, that's pretty I mean, even, even beyond that, when Barnes is watching the news, there's like, you know, although he's been criticized for name-calling and fear-mongering, people think that Penguin can make Gotham safe again, and it's like, dang, all right. Um, actually, I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered by that, but like, it, it was very, very, like, specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, and somebody said, like, and Penguin won, and this was on Fox, like, what message are we supposed to take from this? 
One of our friends said that on Facebook, Ooh, and I don't point. think that we're supposed to take any message from it. I I just think that they're having fun. I know for a fact that the people um, in the, in the, of the show are not going for Trump. As the Twitter's going to be involved, but uh, it, it, that's on the Fox Network. That, that's an interesting uh, comparison or parallel. Yeah, I I just think that they're having fun. I mean, it's Gotham, so like a, a, you know, every politician's corrupt anyway. Like, are they going to say that Bing Bong is? Well, I mean, yeah, it's on, on, and honestly, like, you know, like this is a time where like you know. It's it's worth making current politics uh, references because that's how monument that's how like you know uh, popular this election is. <laughs> but the real solicitation yeah. for next week is crime in Gotham is at an all time high as Penguin struggles to uphold his promises to the city. Meanwhile, Butch goes down a dark path with the infamous Red Hood Gang, and Bruce begins to investigate Ivy's whereabouts after a few weeks. And the all new for you. Um, and by the way, here's the current cast list. Um, ben McKenzie as James Gordon, Donald Logan as Harvey Bullock, Davi Mazzales as Bruce, Marina McCarran as Leslie Tompkins, Sean Pertwee as Alfred, Robin Lord Taylor as Penguin, Aaron mm-hmm. Richards as Barbara King, Karen DeCondova as Catwoman, uh, they say Selena Kyle, Corey Michael Smith as the Rid- future Riddler, Jessica Lucas as Tabitha Gallivan, Chris Chalk as Lucius Fox. Oh, sweet. Oh, he's a regular again this year. Um, Butch, uh, Drew Pallet. Butch Gilzean. Uh, yeah, because he's barely showed up. Yeah, Drew Powell's Butch Gilzine, Maggie Gahea as the future Poison Ivy, and Michael Chiklis as, yep, yeah, no Harvey Dent on the regular cast list. But next week's guest stars are uh, Valerie Vale, okay. um, future Red Hood leader, or, or not future, Red Hood leader, and uh, a guy as Tommy Bones, which, like, I had to look up. Apparently, he's been around since season one. Like, it's kind of like a background character almost, so... And um, and the guy who's playing the Red Hood leader, I found this out when we did the first podcast recording. He was the oldest brother on Blossom, right. so it like it horrified me to learn that he's like returned to a life of crime because on Blossom he had like a like drug slash criminal past. <laughs> that took him to Gotham so. City. <laughs> yeah, so like so maybe Joey Lawrence and um and Amy Farrah Fowler from like the Big Bang Theory will come to show him back to his like you know true ways. Bart, Lisa's hanging out with cool kids, and one of them's dressed like Blossom. <laughs> so until next time, this, this is, is Running Mate Donovan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle Vodcast. Make podcasts. Make podcasts. Yes. <laughs> It'll be like on Happy Days when Richie Cunningham joined the army, and they had like that, like <laughs> that that guy, like Roger or something, who like I don't recall anyone, you know, like no one says, "Oh boy, I sure do love the episodes of Happy Days" with like Richie's boring cousin from prep school or whatever that was, or the guy from uh, uh, the, that that seventy show that Donna fell in love with. Yeah, like <laughs> well, there was like two because originally they had like a different guy to replace Eric, but the audience hated him so much that like. His his first appearance was like a season finale. By the season premiere, like he had been killed like off screen over the summer. He like fell off the water tower, <laughs> and they had like a second. Oh, I do. Yes. Say what? I, I, I forgot about that, but I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what about those tapes that went out and those comments that you made? Hey, Lee, that was just locker room talk. <laughs> if you recall, in season one, we made out. Shut the up! <laughs> All of a sudden, it, on a dime, it just turns. 
Alpha personality. Okay. I love how you can't help yourself. <laughs> he just turns into Donald Trump in a blink of an eye. It's the third week in a row where this happened. Oh, it's funny. It's going to be a long election. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> what were those tapes are there? What? Corn in a like a bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a bounty hunter or a badass cop like me. They just let you do it. You got oh, crap, man. <laughs> this is on you, Bertoni, to edit all this out. Or at least edit around it. Uh, <laughs> what about those tapes that I heard? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was like an uppercut. <laughs> tapes that you heard. Tapes that you heard. Oh hell no! Look, you don't go high horsing me. I saw Deadpool in theaters. Okay, oh, I know what you. Okay, did. Calendar Girl. <laughs> I saw I saw all of that Calendar Girl song. So don't go acting like you're a nun or a school teacher. God, you started ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Tompkins. Right. Jim thinks he knows more about the police department than Detective Barnes. He does, but he doesn't. <laughs> or, I guess it'll be Captain Barnes. Like the, that. That line's still in my head. <laughs> I know. Oh man, I was looking for a YouTube like of like just that part isolated, but I couldn't find it. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I wish I could timestamp that. Um. Uh, we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the election again? We were talking about Lee and, uh, and and Jim's conversation. Do you have any thoughts on that before moving on to the other parts um, of the plotline? 